Welcome to our podcast, A Place Called Porch. I'm your host, Megan Zamora, and I invite you to kick back, relax, and enjoy the friendship, history, and stories of the Porch Band of Creek Indians. Tribal Council member Sandy Hollinger is a remarkable individual who's overcome a lot of personal adversity. She's a songbird with a heart of gold, and in our time together, she shared her heart, her prayers, her testimony, and a lot of her story that makes her a truly unique individual. Um, Sandy, thank you so much for sharing in this time with me and our audience. It is a pleasure to have you here. Well, hello. It is such a pleasure and an honor to be here with you today. Um, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I, I look forward to this. I look forward to uh, having um, communication and discussion after this is aired. Um, so, Sandy, whenever people first come to the community, um, even if you're a tribal member or not, and you encounter our elders, one of the first things they're always going to ask you is, where are you from? Who's your people? How are you connected to the porch community? So why don't we start there and uh, just share with us, you know, how do you connect to the porch community? Okay, well, I grew up in the porch community, have lived here all my life, um, and I come from the descendants of uh, Fred Walker on one side. Uh, on the other, um, Chief Calvin McGee is my great uncle. Uh, his brother, Greeley McGee, is my grandfather. Um, Gracie Mae, um, Gracie Mae McGee-Spence, my grandmother, and my mom, Arby Ruth McGee-Bailey. Uh, so that's, that's where I come from. Uh, so thankful to be in a loving, caring family, uh, a loving, caring community. Uh, I, I grew up just, uh, being able to visit a lot of homes in our community and, you know, the statement, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, that that's our statement. Uh, just being in the community and um, being able to go in other homes and feel like you're their own children. It's just heartwarming. And, so. and I think, um, you know, some people and I've known you for years and years, and I actually think that I uh, got to know Sherry and Henry. Sherry's your sister and Henry's your brother-in-law. Um, I think I actually got to know them because they're friends with my aunt and uncle and, you know, going to church and everything. I think I got to know your, your sister Sherry before I actually got to know you, but I've known you and your family for years now. Um, and one thing that folks may not realize is you actually lost your dad when you were young, right? Uh, yes, at age two. So, um, and another thing that I think they would uh, be not not shocked, but they might might find interesting is you're actually a twin. I am. I have a twin brother. His name is Randy Frittwell. Um, we recently celebrated a birthday and so thankful for, you know, what God has blessed us with. But yes, he and I are, we're close in ways, but yet we're much different. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've often heard that like twins have this special connection and they can feel things. Is that, is that true? Do you, is that, is there some truth to that? This is a true statement. Um, there have been times where, you know, he was, um, feeling down and out and, um, maybe depressed and, um, 
I could just feel, I could just sense something was different with him and, you know, give him a call and, and, you know, those feelings were true. Um, I laugh about this sometimes and I share it. Um, when I hadn't gotten pregnant with my first son, I, I hadn't shared the news with anyone yet. And, um, I was having morning sickness and, um, I saw him like at the end of that week and he said, man, I've woken up every morning this week with nausea. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> and um, so I, you know, I just began to laugh and he said, wow, what's, what's wrong with you? And I said, well, I guess I'll go ahead and tell you. <laughs> I guess since we're twins, you're sharing some uh, nausea with me because, um, you know, I'm going to have a baby and, you know, we laugh and we, we cut up about that even to this day, but it was just funny how, you know, all that happened and he was sharing my morning sickness. <laughs> I would say that's a true statement. That's so interesting to me. Um, but yeah, you, you know, I'm sure that your mom, uh, having two little babies and finding herself, you know, in the unfortunate situation of being a single mom, um, when y'all were two years old, my goodness, I cannot even imagine going through that and I'm sure that she definitely did rely on the community a lot yes. especially with twins I Lord I you know have a husband and family and everything but I could not imagine having twins even right now right. much less uh, being in her situation but your mama um, for people that know Miss um, Bruce she is a strong woman of faith and I think that is a legacy that she has definitely instilled in her family, but um, especially in you. Yes. So um, you're very involved in your church. So um, why don't you share a little bit about what you do for the church and just um, how God has kind of sustained you through a lot of uh, situations in life? Well, let me go back to growing up in the days. Um my mom, you're, you're right. She is a woman of faith. She has strong um, beliefs about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And um, so I grew up with um, one of my favorite um, heroes in life with um, my uncle, Mace McGee. And he pastored a Friendly Wholeness, what is now Friendly Wholeness Church. And so um, I grew up in that church and I can remember as a small child, just, you know, being in service every time the doors opened and um, just going and witnessing the power of God and services and healings take place and, you know, in lives and, you know, those that were enduring sicknesses and just different things. Um, that they faced, I, I, I could watch the hand of God move. And um, many times I laid under the benches at church while, you know, uh, my mom, Vernell Applin, um, Uncle May, St. Coot, Uncle AC, different ones in the community, Mrs. Um, Ollie May McGee, Aunt Isabel, the just different ones you know, rejoiced in the Lord. And I would, Randy and I would lay up under the, the pews at the, at the church and just watch, you know, those, those people shout and, and worship the Lord. And it instilled in me a desire to have a close walk with the Lord. And so I grew up in that. Now there have been times I've strayed away, but, you know, 
what was instilled in me, I'm, I'm forever thankful and grateful for my mom making us go to church and living the life in front of us. And, you know, there may have been times where we didn't really feel like going, but we didn't have another choice. You know, <laughs> She would make us get up and go to church. And um, so I'm so thankful for the upbringing that I had. And it's instilled in me that, you know, I I have to keep pressing on. Um, there's been times where I've had, you know, a tough journey in life. And um, but God has always He's always brought me through. He's pulled my family through, and I'm thankful. Um, I'm currently the worship leader at our church at McCullough and Christian Center. We've been going there a few years, and and um, pastor walked up to me one Sunday after church, and I was, you know, I was just there for worship. Really, I I grew up singing in the church. Mom would stand me in a a chair and I can remember, you know, going to singings and services and people would give me 50 cent pieces or a quarter to sing, you know, but I mean, that was all good. But, you know, just having it come from my heart is, you know, that's who I am. And, but pastor said one Sunday after church, like, I, I really see you up on the stage and, and, uh, you know, maybe worship leader. And I said, Oh, Oh, I don't know about this, you know, and said, you know, I'm just here to worship and uh, listen. And, you know, he said, but I think there's so much more for you to do. And, and, you know, I want you to pray about it. So, um, you know, I did in which I had already had some thoughts from the Lord, you know, on the calling and all and in the ministry. And um, so, I, you know, I gave it a few weeks and, you know, I got with him and said, you know what? Yes, I'm, I think I'm meant to be here. I think I'm meant to be in worship, leading, you know, leading worship here at the church. And so I joined the team and um, I joined as leader. And and it's been a, such a blessing to me. Um, some of you may or you may not know, I um, lost a son three years ago, Denver. to cancer and he battled that for a few years we um but we never once let our faith waver um and there were times where i just didn't feel like i could go on and even you know since his passing you know i saw i witnessed him endure a lot a lot of pain and suffering but you know we're not put here to stay always and um being raised up in church you know i know that there is eternal life after this life and um so with the strong faith that i have i know i know that i'll see denver again and all the our loved ones that have passed and uh, we'll be reunited one day. And, but just, you know, being music minister at our church has helped me in my grieving. It has helped me tremendously just to press on and stay focused. And um, so I'm thankful that God has placed that in my life. 
Um, we have a beautiful church family that's very supportive. My tribe, my community, they have been so supportive of me and my family throughout this journey. And I think God has placed this in my life as being a council member here at the tribe. I, uh, I started to work for the tribe in 2004 and it's led me to different positions throughout the tribe. And um, my last position, I worked over in family services for several years. I was an intake um, intake employee to where I, you know, people with different needs come in and um, depending on what it was is, you know, what what we assisted with. and. It was truly my passion working there in, in family services to get to help people and and figure out, you know, different ways that we could benefit them and their family. And um, I, I did that for several years. And just looking at that, I said, you know, there has to be more. I want to do more for our people. And um so I prayed about it and decided that I would run for tribal council. Um, it's definitely uh, different on the outside than actually being a council member. Um, but the rewards are, you know, you still get you get to help your people. And, um, you know, I'm here to do service and do whatever I can do to um, help lives and and help our future and make wise decisions on investments and all, but just getting the opportunity to help serve our people, be a part of that, it just, it's so rewarding. It's helped me in my grieving since never passed, but it just fulfills my heart. I'm a people person. I love, I love being with people. I love laughter. I love those joyous, moments where we can just feel like, you know, uh, we don't have a lot of worries. I mean, there's fun times. There's there's fun times being with colleagues and stressful times. You know, um, there's times where, you know, I never know what time I may make it home and um, in the evenings. And but yet it, it's rewarding to just be a part of it. I'm so thankful to God that he has allowed me to be here in this season. We, I can remember growing up where, you know, we had farmland all around us and we didn't really, we didn't have much at all. And, you know, just to get out and play with the community kids and ride our bicycles. And, you know, we, I grew up in Port Switch and then there was down the road, uh, head of Adida, and then the other direction was Hog Fork, and then, you know, that was uh, in the area of where we have the casino now, and we had a little gas station there, and we would, you know, comfortably ride our bicycles back and forth, and you didn't worry about a stranger, and, you know, we were we were all so close, and, and now to see this huge casino there, and, you know, you never would have dreamed of anything, anything like that being in our community. My, have we come a long, long way. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, it's so thrilling to see. I'm sure that it's been remarkable for you having actually grown up in this community 
and seeing the transformation and the evolution of what's taken place here. Um, I remember one time me and Granny Bernstein were going to meet Brent for lunch and um, I looked at her and I said, Granny, could you ever imagine that there would be this huge multi-story <laughs> casino? She shook her little gray head. She said, no, I sure never would. <laughs> um, and I mean, who would have ever, you know, thought yeah. that? Um, but yeah. Sandy, you're one of the, you, of everybody I know, you, um, you're one of the most giving people that I know, but you're all, you're also one of the strongest women that I know. Um, you know, I, like I said, you know, I've known you for years now, but we've been friends for a long time too. And I, you know, I do not to bring up painful memories or anything, but I remember when me, you and Tara was sitting in your office, you said, I, I, we're leaving tonight. You know, we got some not so good news. And I was just, I remember I was just so devastated and, um, you know, mom and daddy went up there with you and everything. But since then, as you said, and she's being very, um, Sandy's being very humble and uh, meek when she just casually says, I'm a singer because Sandy's a phenomenal singer. And um, since, you know, since your son passed, you've been called upon a lot. You know, our, our community has experienced a lot of loss and grief. Um, and part of that certainly is due to COVID, but not all of it is due to COVID. Um, a lot of it is because we have a lot of elders that are tribal members and it's simply, you know, their season has come where it's time to cross over into, you know, what lies ahead for all of us. But I have seen you called upon so many times to sing at funerals. And uh, I think folks don't always understand the pressure that you feel and all you, you kind of absorb all of those emotions in the room. And I, I've been there with you many times. Sandy and I have sang a lot together at funerals. And um, I know that's been tough on you, but I know people really appreciate it um, because as you and I know, and other people know whether they really consciously recognize it or not, um, sometimes, and a lot of times, music has a way of reaching people that words can't. Somehow music has a way of touching a place in a person's heart and bringing comfort to them. Um, when sometimes words kind of go in one ear and out the other. So I, I just want to acknowledge that I think you're one of the strongest women that I know because I know every time you go in that funeral home and you're around all that grief, it has to take you back. But um, I know people are so appreciative for you being so willing and selfless as to put your own emotions aside and to be there for people in their time of need and, and grief because you've been there and you know what that's I like. Have, I have. And let me just say right now, thank you. There hasn't been uh, times, you know, that I haven't called you and said, hey, Megan, you know, I need help. And I, <laughs> I do get called on. But you know what? It, it's, it's, a, it's a calling upon my life 
It's a calling upon your life. And, um, you know, I, I love to sing. That's that's my passion. That's my hobby. Um, I just love it. And I don't know where I would be without music and especially worship music. It just really keeps me going. As soon as I wake up in the morning time and begin my day, I begin my day with prayer. And I, 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 I soon after that, I get my worship music going while I'm getting dressed for work, for church or whatever. It just helps me to embrace the day and 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 begin each day um, from the the Father that has blessed us with another day. And uh, yes, I am called upon many times, and but I'm honored. I'm I'm thankful that people would reach out to me. Um, yes, there are moments when it's very tough. It's hard to make it through it. But you know what? With the Lord, He is our strength, mm -hmm. and He He always just gives it to me, you know, right in the right time, and and I'm thankful. And to be able that's that's why I I love what I'm doing. I love being a council member because not only can I help make decisions for our future, but I can all I can also spend one on one quality time with those that just need a pick me up or. You know, hey, how was your day? Can I, you know, what what can I do for you today? That's who I am. And and that's who I always want to be. And, you know, I don't want to forget ever where I've come from. And, you know, life is precious. Life is short. And it's it's my goal. It's that I can help make a difference here. I want to be the difference for our tribe. And um, and so I'm just, I know I keep saying I'm thankful, but I'm, I'm very thankful to be in this role. So, Sandy, whenever you think about the future of the tribe, what concerns you the most? Well, we're in a, a change. This, this, this world is, is changing so much day by day. Uh, COVID has brought on a new, a new way of thinking, a new life for us. Um, and, you know, we're prosperous here at the tribe. We, I mean, beyond blessed. I, I just worry about, you know, the next generation, our generations coming up, you know, what they might have to face. I, I worry about, um, you know, just within the state, just different things that, you know, we're used to here at the tribe. And, you know, just I worry I worry about where our future is headed, like with within the state and in making financial decisions here at the tribe. Um, you know, I never want us to go downhill. I just want us to keep going uphill. And I worry about, you know, now that COVID has hit, um, like where's our economy headed? And I'm sure we want to make, you know, good investments and keep and keep going towards, you know, um, better better revenues for the tribe and everything but I, I worry about where our economy is headed and being able to provide um you know and sustainability for our tribe and everything so that crosses my mind a lot there's a lot of sleepless nights um you know we're just thinking about stuff like that and um so i want to be able to make wise decisions um 
that will enable us to, you know, keep going forward and having a better life. And I think those are certainly valid concerns. And I would imagine that um, it isn't just tribes that have those concerns. It's people and businesses and organizations all over the place, because it does seem like we are living in some real uncertain times. Right. Um, So, Sandy, I will uh, leave you with this last question. Um, What does it mean to you to be Porch Creek? Mm. Wow. I would say it means everything. It means everything to me. Being raised in this small community, being here from the South, just uh, it, it, it's, I, I look at other people that, that don't have opportunity like we have and all, just from, you know, our ancestors, that gave up so much and um, and had so little. I am so forever grateful of being a tribal member here at the tribe and being born into the family. And, um, and for all our elders that have paid a sacrifice to get to where we are today, so grateful am I. Mm-hmm. Um, if they could only see what we have now, mm-hmm. um, all the benefits that we have, assisted living, our own health department. Um, I remember back in the days to where, you know, we had to go to a little bus for, you know, to get dental work and just um, health benefits that would run out before year ending and everything. And, you know, it just, it means so much to me. I'm so appreciative of of being a Porch Creek tribal member and to give honor to all of our past leaders, to all of our elders, to everyone that has had a part in this, to, that has had a hand in us becoming more and um it's nothing like being Porch Banda Creek Indian. <laughs> I'm so thankful. We are like a model tribe in Indian nation and Indian country. And, you know, when I'm out doing um, work travel and to get other tribal members from other tribes to just ask what all we do, what we offer. And a lot of those tribes, they don't have what we have. Mm-hmm. And such a blessing to be looked and viewed as a model tribe within Indian country. Um, it's, it's just, it, it's beautiful. It's, it, it's, it's, it's so, it's so heartwarming that other people, that other tribes look up to us. They may not all know our history and where we come from, but we've come a long way mm-hmm. and all that is from the good Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This tribe has been founded on the principles of the Bible of the Lord. And it has definitely got us to where we are today. That's right. Chief Calvin, I've been told many times that, you know, in his trips to Washington, DC, 
when he was, uh, you know, working on getting us fiddly recognized and all the long days and nights that he put in, that he would oftentimes write the 23rd Psalms on a napkin or whatever he could. So back from the beginning, you know, he instilled, this is, this is who we are. Mm -hmm. This is who our tribe, this is our family. This is us. And, you know, that has brought us, I believe that from the beginning has brought us to where we are now. I agree. And um, in our new chambers, I asked that we would put, we would honor him and we would put the 23rd Psalms in the council chambers. And um, it's not opened up yet, but it'll soon be. And everyone can see our beautiful building. And, and I, you know, I, I want everybody to really, view that and look at the 23rd Psalms and remember where it's brought us. I'm glad you shared that because I, even I didn't realize that that's the reason I was like, Oh, that's really awesome that they put the 23rd Psalm in the uh, tribal council chamber. But I did not make that connection, Sandy. So I'm glad that you, um, I'm glad that you mentioned that, uh, not to put you on the spot, but Sandy, do you want to maybe share say a prayer for our audience that would be listening yes thank you lord we just come to you and we thank you god for the day that you have given us the day that you have blessed us with thank you for our tribe thank you for our leaders past and present thank you god for all of our members their families god we ask that you would just take control that we just continue to prosper, not only prosper in prosperity, but prosper in you, Jesus, for you are our soon coming King. And Lord, we thank you, God, for all that you have done for us, all that you have blessed us with abundantly above all that we could ask. And Father, I ask that you would just touch our military, that you would just keep them safe. God, our tribal members that are hurting, God, that are sick, those families, God, that need a healing, God, anxiety and fear that would try to rise up. Lord, we bind those in your name. And God, we ask that you continue to bless us. Help us not forget where we came from, but to lift our eyes unto the heavens. And Father God, I ask that you would just continue to bless us with great health, Lord Jesus. And help our mindset to be on you, God. Help us to love one another as you love us. Help us to forgive, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we thank you again. Thank you for our blessings. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do in our families. Thank you, God, for those that are in leadership in this nation. God, we depend upon their, their unity, God. And it trickled down to your people, Lord, our people, this great nation. And Father God, bless our tribe as we continue to work for you, as we continue to work for each other. God, help us as leaders to work together, to have unity, to have love. And we ask it all in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sandy. I have really enjoyed this time with you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. We hope you enjoyed your time with us today. 
For more information about the Porch Band of Creek Indians, please visit our website, porchcreekindians.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, A Place Called Porch.